Welcome back to my podcast on the major themes of scripture. I'm William Stewart, co-founder of Telios. Welcome. This is an important study, uh, a group of uh, podcasts that bring together all of scripture from the Bible to present in themes, the important themes that we need to know as born-again believers who have received Christ by grace alone in his death and resurrection, in Christ's death and resurrection, for our sins and for our eternal life. Uh, these uh, themes help us to know how to obtain salvation and what we think about uh, uh, security of salvation, the Holy Spirit, uh, also how to live our Christian lives. So um, <clears throat> we believe that all the Bible is God's word. And yet uh, as the church as people in the church, we focus on the apostolic letters, the epistles from Romans to the end of the New Testament. So uh, we learn a lot from other areas of scripture, and we'll, we'll touch on that briefly today. This is a biblical theology. Otherwise, we're using just the Bible to uh, produce these themes. We're not using other uh, theological traditions uh, such as uh, Charles Ryrie or uh, Augustine, Calvin, those could be obtained outside of here. Those are systematic theologies, but a biblical theology uses only scripture. The course is meant to give you a firm basis of biblical knowledge, along with your verse-by-verse -verse knowledge of scripture, particularly, again, the apostolic uh, letters. So if you if you know what's roughly in the um, each apostolic letter from Romans and beyond and beyond and and know how to interpret scripture uh, and study it verse by verse as well as these major themes and you have gone a long way into really understanding salvation and the Christian life <clears throat> uh, if you need more help in how to interpret scripture Bible study methods there is a course online and we have actually a mentorship program in which you can participate to help you. Uh, please go to the website for the podcast, read my disclaimer, I'll leave a note, the comments, questions, we'll try to address questions as we receive them. So today we're talking about an extremely important topic. It's called hermeneutics from the Greek word hermeneia, which means interpretation. Otherwise, how to interpret scripture. This is just vital because if you know how to interpret scripture, then it, it keeps you from going crazy over what is are seemingly some really severe commands in scripture. And um, it also prevents you from creating a cult. Uh, and that that's also a good thing. It keeps you in orthodoxy. Like there's one well-known uh, Christian cult that basically says that since Christ is the was the Son of God, uh, that God Himself came down and intercourse with women and produced uh, a woman and produced uh, Jesus Christ, who then worked His way up to be God, uh, to join the Council of God. So this this all comes from a misinterpretation of Scripture, and it can have severe consequences and make you believe lies about God. So, having said all that, how do we interpret Scripture? Well, there's some basic themes of interpreting Scripture. One, 
all of the Bible is true and is God's word. Okay, from Genesis to Revelation. Uh, we're not counting the Apocrypha. That's not generally uh, accepted into God's word except by the Catholic Church from the 1500s. Two, Scripture is progressive in Revelation, revealing more of God's plan as Scripture uh, moves on, again, from Genesis to Revelation. <clears throat> um, scripture should be, number three, Scripture should be interpreted in a normal, literal fashion. Otherwise, if something in a historical book, then it's a historical book. If it's a letter, if it's a letter like the book of Ephesians, then it is a letter. If it's uh, a wisdom book, it's poetry. So you take it in a normal, literal fashion. Now, where this comes into play and, and it's important is in terms of prophecy. Some people look at prophecy that hasn't been fulfilled and they'll spiritualize it. Whereas if you're taking it in a normal, literal fashion, you'll say, okay, these are, are <clears throat> future events, which are symbolic. But they are actual events, and one doesn't spiritualize them uh, away uh, from actual events. So the thousand-year reign is a thousand-year reign, but the uh, the beast with seven eyes is actually Christ uh, in um, uh, Revelation 4 and 5. I'm forgetting which chapter, or maybe both. So that um, uh, may represent something, but the event is real inside heaven itself when uh, Christ is determined to be the per the one, the righteous uh, manifestation of God who can open the seals for the seal judgment. Number four, salvation is always by grace uh, in Scripture. But number five, God manages his people in different ways in different times. Okay, he managed Adam and Eve. Before the fall, differently than after the fall. He managed the Jews as his people differently in the Old Testament than he manages the church. When, when the kingdom comes, he'll manage his people differently then. But salvation is always by grace. I'll also add here a, a sixth point that Scripture is about Jesus Christ and bringing us salvation. So it's not meant to be a scientific text. It's not meant to give us all information about the universe and the earth and scientific method. It would be just, it'd be almost as big as the United States tax code if that was the, the case. And God gave us that. So no, it's the, it, it's a story of Christ is bringing us salvation and details are given as needed to support that purpose. So that's really important. Okay, so six points that are rules of biblical interpretation. All the Bible is true. Scripture is progressive. Scripture is interpreted in a normal, literal fashion. Salvation is by grace. But number five, God manages his people in different ways at different times. Number six, the Bible is the story of Christ and salvation. So then having said that, how do we interpret the Old Testament? Well, again, Old Testament is God's word, and he manages... Uh, his people in different ways in different times. The primary story of the Old Testament is about the Jewish nation, Israel, who will bring us Christ. That was their job, was to bring us the seed of, of Christ and uh, provide him to us as Savior. So that God provided the law. So um, 
What was the purpose of the law? Well, the law was legally organized the Jews as they came out of Egypt. They were a slave, illiterate rabble, and they had to have laws to give order to their society. Number two is to teach them about Messiah and salvation. And number three was to provide a central place of worship. Uh, apart from Baal and, and the Asheroth poles and the other cities which worshipped idols. And uh, the, the uh, Israelites then did not have the spirit, so they had no power apart from the group. So they had to stay together. So the law was not intended to bring salvation. <clears throat> it was to teach about the coming Messiah and salvation by grace. They were to obey it, but salvation was through, uh, as Kaiser said from Trinity Seminary, uh, nicely through the Abrahamic covenant. And that's the promise of salvation, and that is by grace. So again, salvation is by grace, but God organized and directed his people through the law. How does that relate to the church and church-based believers? In short, it does not. Let me repeat that. It does not. We do not obey the law. Okay, it can be very difficult. Uh, the law was meant <coughs> to organize <coughs> Israelites, illiterate Israelites who were uneducated, who had been slaves for generations in Egypt. It's not meant for modern societies. Now, it reflects the righteousness of God, the holiness of God. And we can learn from it. <clears throat> we learn about the nature of man and we learn about the nature of God. We learn about the plan of salvation all throughout the um, all throughout the Old Testament. It's wonderful. But it's not something the Old Testament, we do not obey it. Because it's from a cultural standpoint, from God management standpoint, uh, and in terms of time, it's meant for somebody else. So salvation is by grace, remember. So then secondly, what about the Gospels? And we know from uh, research at Telios, if, if a, a believer is going to read anything in Scripture, They'll go to the Gospels. New Christians <clears throat> are often thought, we often think we should tell a new believer, read the Gospel of John. Are the Gospels meant for Christians in terms of obeying? Uh, parishioners often love to hear stories of the Gospels and, and how to apply it to their lives. It's very difficult. Again, Christ came to the Jews. When it, as it says in Matthew 3, Matthew 10, Matthew 4, Christ came to bring that the people of Israel would repent and that his kingdom had come near. The, the, the first statement about his, his purpose and the goal and what was happening, the kingdoms come near and they were to repent. It was a promised kingdom from the Old Testament to the Jews, their salvation. So Christ came to the Jews that they would accept him as Messiah and their king, and they didn't do it. He wasn't coming to the church. The church didn't exist. So he was giving examples of commands and stories to the Jews and the Pharisees with the goal of them accepting him as Messiah. Now, I'm talking, of course, in, in big generalities here. But if you read the parables, they're to the Jews and, and usually the Pharisees. To get them to repent, for example. The Sermon on the Mount is there to show the needed righteousness to 
to become a believer that they or excuse me to need the righteousness that God demands of people beyond that of the Pharisees and the law. Uh, otherwise, through Messiah, as Christ taught them. So it was to a different people than to the church at a different time. So you have to be very careful. And in general, we do not directly apply the Gospels to our Christian lives. Now, again, we learn about the plan of salvation. We learn about our precious Savior. We learn about his heart and God's heart and the actions of, of all three of the Godhead to bring us salvation. We learn about the evil of man, just in, in, in these, the, and, and the huge effort that God brought us to bring salvation over 2,000 years to the Old Testament, the prophecy, the, the types, the teachings, that we would recognize Messiah and come to believe. But it's not for us to apply directly. Acts, the book of Acts following, is a history book. So again, we learn a lot, but it then is not there to primarily um, be an application to our Christian life. What is? Well, again, it's those apostolic letters. The apostolic letters from Romans to Revelation 3. <clears throat> this is where it was primarily left to the Apostle Paul, as he was taught by Christ specifically, and to particularly Peter and John and the other New Testament writers to fill up Ephesians 3 6 and Colossians 1 21 to fill up what Christ couldn't didn't tell us in the Gospels Christ couldn't tell us how to live as Christians people weren't in the church people didn't know about the church and as, as he told the apostles Christ told the apostles in the upper room discourse in chapters 14 to 16 I have many things to tell you you can't tolerate them they couldn't handle what they would be doing in the church. So they had to wait until after Acts 2, until they had the spirit and were regenerated believers. And then they could. And as you know, that they, they were life changed. So it's the epistles then that tell us what to obey as the church based believers and how and how to live our Christian life. And the applications are, are pretty direct. Only really occasionally do we have to consider uh, culture and time-based culture in applying those uh, verses. Okay, just one caveat to all this, and this is important. Don't believe what's not in Scripture. We, we have denominations, we have parachurch organizations, we have people who will add seemingly good things that seem very spiritual to Scripture. And it's called legalism. And as, as bad as it is to take away the truth from Scripture, it's, it's I think, just as bad to add to it. Because it, it usually is a superficial action that seems spiritual, like don't smoke, don't drink, um, don't dress this way, don't dress that way, that, that actually is not in Scripture. And... Um, that uh, will teach a lie about God. So be very careful. People are telling you something. Scripture says this, or you shouldn't do that. You shouldn't do this. Maybe they're right. Go check it out in Scripture yourself and see if it's really there. 
Some people think they're sinning and feel guilty, and they, they're actually not sinning because they think they're doing not doing something that somebody told them to do. So um, this is just a warning, and Scripture in general is very freeing. God just doesn't give us that many commands. He gives us admonishment of his wisdom and the good things and the fruits from Scripture and through this power of the Spirit in our lives that are transformative, that, that are, are really wonderful. Okay, thank you for joining me today. Important lessons on interpreting scripture. So remember, um, we as Christians, in summary, apply, we, we know primarily the apostolic letters from Romans to Revelation 3. That's meant for the church. That's what we primarily should learn first, and that's what we apply to our lives and obey. The rest of scripture is God's word. It's wonderful. It teaches God's efforts and and His energy and the to to bring us Christ and salvation over a period of two thousand years through the Old Testament and then the story of Christ in the Gospels. We learn so much about Christ and Messiah and His heart and God's heart and what the Spirit's done for us. All of God's grace towards us. We learn about the evil of man. So it, it, it's just an amazing thing. It enhances what we know about our salvation and God's effort to bring it. But it's not, we don't apply the Gospels and we don't apply the Old Testament directly. Now, a lot of people will disagree with me about this. Um, it's something that, uh, again, look at Scripture and, and the commands and how it's laid out. And, and the more you get to know it, I think the more you realize that it's it's really the apostles that or the apostolic letters that we obey. But look at it yourself and come to your own conclusions. Again, uh, send questions, leave comments. Appreciate you being here. I hope these uh, videos and the, and the podcast are a help. And uh, I look forward to uh, seeing you next time. Goodbye for now.